Drive with Kurt and Anthony on FM 96.3 and AM 620. WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here taking you through the morning. And joining us now, it's Kathy Michaels from The Arbors and Samantha Wendell from The Arbors, Director of Community Relations for Kathy and Director of... Resident and Family Services. Resident and Family <laughs> Services. There you go. Um, and Kathy, I just got to say, with uh, uh, Jimmy Buffett dying over, that looks like a perfect... That hey, looks are you like channeling a Jimmy, some Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, is that? Thank what you, you for noticing. That's yes. what that that's, that is. Perfect. It was intentional. I wondered. Yeah, it's, it, that works really well with Jimmy Buffett's summer summer songs. Thank. You. Plus, we're in the summer weather too. Yes, finally. So let's start out talking. Oh, by the way, Sam, Samantha, I just want to publicly thank Samantha for helping us clean out our garage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to personally thank Kurt for helping to build a duck coop for our ducklings. Oh, there you go. <laughs> of, which I, so cute. I, which, of which I understand one of the ducks is actually named after Kim. That's right, Kimmy. Oh, <laughs> that's so cool. Ducks, huh? Yeah. My uh, my sister-in-law, who had chickens for years, uh, chickens uh, kept getting, and they weren't they were having a hard time, so she went to turkeys. Oh. So now they have uh, giant turkeys wandering around their backyard. Oh, wow. Samantha has chickens as well. Yeah? Chickens and ducks, yep. There you go. I'm trying to get her to get goats. Baby goats. Goats. We just need a little bit more land. Yeah. Outside of South Burlington, perhaps. (laughs) So let's talk about the walk to end Alzheimer's um, and the Arbor's role in it. I know you guys have supported this for a long time. And tell us what the Arbor's is, for those who may not know. Okay. So the Arbor's is a memory care community. And within that umbrella, we have a um, neighborhood in our community that is basically um, assistance for folks who need um, any level of assistance from maybe just getting their meds regularly every day to um, assistance getting dressed, showering, etc. And then our other neighborhood is for more of the folks who need full care as well as um, hospice care. So we have the basically the beginning to the end uh, care for everybody. And I got to tell you, we had on the guest and whose name is escaping me right now, who wrote the book about her husband being. Yes. Do you remember yes. her name? Jane. Jane. Yeah, Jane, Jane Dwinell. Yes. Yes. And that was a. Fa- I read the book. It was a. Fa- and I know my wife did too. It was a fascinating book, and it really was this great walk through what people can go through. Both the person who she wrote together with her husband. Yes. What he went through when he was still able to describe it. Yes. And then what she went through and what they went through together was really, it was really a a, a fascinating look inside what, what people who have the disease and what the family go through. Yes. He was an amazing character. And I say character because he was so funny um, and just loved the man to death. He was great. He was he was a, a great contributor to our community uh, in many ways, which was really nice. And Kathy, I know you have some great staff there at the Arbors too. Yes. Uh, I would maybe leave one out of that. <laughs> I oh. wouldn't. I wouldn't. I got to tell you. Can you imagine? <laughs> no, I can't imagine. And I, you know, hey, when you called me her boss this morning, I was like, I just cringe because I'm like, well, 
yeah, maybe I'm her supervisor, but she's the one who knows everything that's going on. <laughs> <laughs> and as you said off the air, it's kind of more of a therapy session. It I is. Mean, it let's is, be honest. It I is. mean, look, look at who she's it, married to. I know. It is a therapy <laughs> session first thing every morning. Well, uh huh. You have to go home and uh, go, go to work. And, okay, I heard what Kurt said this morning. You heard my refrigerator conspiracy. I did. I did hear your con- yeah. yes, and there's no truth to it at all. <laughs> And I have to. I will take. I'll take responsibility for maybe turning him into a bit of a conspiracy theorist. I didn't even realize how much of one I was until mm-hmm. I took this job. Yep. Uh, but if I was Kim and I got and he gets home tonight, I'd be like, "Sorry, there's nothing to eat. The refrigerator's broken." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I agree. Rotten, and I didn't get a chance to pick anything up. That's right. Not a single thing. You're having peanut butter toast. <laughs> so Samantha, let's bring you into this. Um, what does your job entail at the at the Arbors? Uh, so. As the Director of Resident and Family Services, um, I help to support the residents as they transition to the Arbors, um, as well as I get to be their advocate while they're there. So I, you know, talk with the residents and make sure their needs are met, um, both physical and psychosocially. Um, I also, you know, in that role, get to help support families who are going through the process. So certainly um, it's not just the resident who we kind of offer those wraparound services to it's the families as well because they're you know they're going through this journey with their loved one and for many of them this is the first time they've had uh, experience with the disease process um you know for us it's second nature we've kathy and i have both been in it uh, myself 20 plus oh, years yes. and for them you know all these questions all these what do i do what ifs what's down the road right um i get to be that person who helps them navigate that. And so you advocate not just for the patient, but you help the family members understand, you know, where you're headed down the path, because at, at some point there has to be a transition from decision making, right? From, yes. from the patient to the patient's family. And, yes. and you have to have that whole kind of conversation and, and there's, I would assume a plan in place. There is an each, um, each one of our residents has their individual care plan, but What's really great is that, you know, the resident gets to be a part of that um, as well as the family. And we Mm -hmm. kind of all come up with things as a team so that, um, you know, the resident gets to have that autonomy as long as possible. Um, We're very care centered and person centered. Um, I also one part I should probably add is I get to do all the fun stuff. I get to bring all our residents on outings. Yeah. Um, So twice weekly we go everywhere around Vermont and (laughs) I get to drive the big old bus that takes us there. (laughs) And that's probably my favorite part of the job because we do so many fun things. Oh, I bet. Now, do you find um, and I know every person is different, but do you find with memory loss that the older memories last longer? So maybe you'll be talking to residents that say, let's just use this example and you go see some ducks Mm -hmm. and they'll have, they'll have vivid memories of when they were children or, 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 you know, teens associated with ducks. But does that happen a lot? Absolutely. And, um, it's funny, uh, some of our residents, like you said, they can't remember what they had for breakfast that day, but they can remember the date of their wedding, they can remember what flowers they had, they can remember the smells in the air. Um, those long-term memories often stick with them. Mm-hmm. And at the Arbors, we actually have a lot of journey stations, which are set up throughout the community to kind of ignite those memories. Um, so what's beautiful is that we have, you know, we have a wedding station and we have a cooking station and we have all these different little activities throughout the community that residents can take part in that help elicit a lot of those long-term memories that they can share and just beautifully um, you know, 
talk about with us. And I would think for the for the patient, that's got to be empowering. Oh, absolutely. Because, yeah. like, you know, I got this. I remember this. Yeah. 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 And do you find, Kathy, that it's got to be tough when, because people a lot of times when they bring bring their loved one to the arbors, they've made that tough, tough decision, which is that, and I imagine it's got to be one of the most incredible tough decision they ever make in their life, which is they probably wanted to keep their husband or their wife or whatever it may be at home with them. And maybe they even had made a commitment that they always would, but then got to a point where they just realized they just couldn't do it anymore. You are correct. Uh, that is a conversation. I, I'm usually the first contact for people at the Arbors, and I work with the families who are you know, trying to consider what their options are. Um, often people um, just are at a point where they just don't know what to do anymore, um, and they just want someone to kind of help them make that decision. And even though I can't make the decision for them, um, I can share you know, with them what we do, support them in what they're going through, um, and none of us want to have to move into a memory care community. Um, oftentimes, we're very verbal about that. So when the time comes that things just aren't working at home anymore, uh, there's a lot of guilt for families. Mm-hmm. And uh, I personally, and this is just my opinion and my experience, is that guilt really keeps us stuck where we are, and it's hard to move forward and make a plan when we're harboring all this guilt. So I pretty much feel like guilt is useless. Throw it off Throw it off the plate and, and let's make a plan and just help families do that. Um, in the end, I can't make the decision for them and everybody has that different um, line in the sand. For some people, it might be uh, their loved ones wandering and it's now a safety concern or, um, you know, personal care is now involved or, their loved ones just, you know, so much bigger than they are, and it's it's going to be a fall risk safety issue for them as well. Um, so again, I I'm that first uh, person that they can talk to and support them and guide them through the steps. Um, and once someone comes into the community, then Sam, as she, as she spoke, uh, takes over that kind of role um, inside the community. So that's the first that's the first thing that happens is people usually come and they're deciding. Mm-hmm. They're, they're making the decision. They're in the process of making the decision when they talk to you about what they want to do. And I was going to ask you about safety concerns. Maybe they've, as you said, started wandering or start using the oven and there's potential for a fire or something. And so they've come to a conclusion like it's just not going to work here anymore. We can't. Can't, can't keep them safe. You know, and safety is always uh, the number one concern for folks at home as well as for us. Um, safety is number one. And so uh, families really, I, you know, I, I talk to families a lot. And if there's one thing I can tell families out there, um, just have a plan early. Uh, I would say before COVID, you could come into a community in a crisis because there was available rooms for the most part. There aren't anymore. We don't have enough um, room in memory care uh, pretty much anywhere anymore. And so when there's a crisis, I, I don't have a place for people to go. And that's just, for me personally, real, the hardest. Yeah. Um, because I'm a person that likes to help people. And when I can't help people, it just kind of wrecks me. Um, so have a plan early. Do your looking early. Get all your paperwork in order. And I mean your power of attorney for finances, your um, health care directive, your health care proxy. Just get those things done because it makes it a lot easier um, on this journey to have those things in place. 
All right. Well, we're going to take a real quick two-minute break, uh, and we're we're talking to um, uh, Kathy uh, and Samantha from the Arbors. But we're gonna we're gonna shift, and we're gonna talk about a big event coming up for one news talk station, FM ninety six point three and AM six twenty WVMT Burlington. Welcome back to the Morning Drive, everybody. Where we are continuing our discussion now with. Kathy Michaels and Samantha Wendell from the Arbors in Shelburne. And uh, we're going to get into talking about the big event that's upcoming here in a couple of weeks. But first, I want to just go, um, Samantha, how long have you been at the Arbors? Uh, three years now. And when, I mean, I look at these jobs and I, I it's not for everybody, I'm sure. It's a tough job. and But I, I, is it also, do you feel it's rewarding? Absolutely. Um, I actually, when I was working in home care, for about 20 years, I always thought that I'd want a job at the Arbors when one finally opened up. And uh, my friend Kathy helped me along the way there, um, just in knowing that there was a position open. Because I, every time I stepped foot in the Arbors, um, there was just that feeling of, you know, people who are going through this process and this journey that can be really hard and really sad at times. But you would never know it when you walked in the arbors. Does it mean anything? Have you had, have you experienced, like so many people have, experienced a loved one who was going through Alzheimer's? I have. So I have a very personal connection, um, not only through uh, a couple of support groups that I facilitate, which have become lifelong friends for me, um, but also we recently lost uh, my husband's grandmother to Alzheimer's disease. And she, um, she was diagnosed about seven years ago. And um, for her, you know, the family wrapped around to support her and care for her, but I saw how difficult it was, especially towards the end. And, um, you know, she was a, a farm girl. She was going to stay in her home, and that was what was right for her. But certainly um, it was hard. It was hard. Well, thank you for sharing that story. I know yeah. it's so hard for family who've gone through this. We know for my wife and I, we both – my mother and my wife's mother, both, uh, we dealt with it at the end, and it's so hard. And Kathy, you've been there for how many years? Uh, eight. And I just want to ask you the same thing. Do you, when you look at it, as tough, a, as tough of work as I think that it is, is it, can it be emotionally draining, or is it, do you find it rewarding? I absolutely find it rewarding. I don't think I could do this if I didn't. Um, it's really hard to sit and listen to stories that, you know, folks are telling you about what they're going through every day, and it's uh, heartbreaking. And um, so, yeah, emotionally, it, it wears on you a lot. But all I have to do is walk inside the community and hang out with our <laughs> residents. And they are just, we have so much fun with them. And um, there's these little just golden nuggets of, of humor that come out of them that just make your day, crack you up. And you have to find the humor in this yeah, because it is just such a tragic disease. Um, so we do our best to find the humor as often as we can and to make it fun and make it laugh, laugh as much as we can. And we, of course, we've gotten reports that there is a breakthrough, some breakthrough drugs. We don't know yet quite how good they're going to be, but at least there's reason to hope. There's reason to hope. There's always reason to hope. And that's... The whole premise of, you know, the Alzheimer's Association is is working toward, towards that first cure. Um, and you have to have hope. 
And so let's talk about the big event that's upcoming. Uh, when is it? Uh, how does it work? And uh, what's been Ar- the Arbor's role in regard to the walk to end Alzheimer's? Yes. Yeah, so the um, Alzheimer's walk is Sunday, September 17th, and it's held at the Shelburne Museum. Uh, we have been supporters of the Alzheimer's Association for several years, and we sponsor the Promise Garden. And for those who don't know, the Promise Garden is, um, it's a really neat part of the whole uh, day. And uh, typically when you come in to the walk in the morning after you've registered, you come to this big booth that's the Promise Garden, and there are literally all these um, flowers. And they're not real flowers, but they're they're different colored flowers, and you can go to the booth and um, grab whatever flower uh, corresponds to kind of like where you are in life. So the orange flower is you support the Alzheimer's Association. The blue flower is you're living with Alzheimer's. Yellow is you care for someone with Alzheimer's. And purple is that you've lost someone to Alzheimer's. So you, you grab that flower and then you can write any messages or names or decorate those flowers in, in any way you want. And then, and so we run that booth. Um, and then just before the walk itself, after opening ceremonies and all that, um, you leave your flower. And while everybody's walking, we plant all those flowers oh, in the wow. middle garden. And so when people come back from their walk, right. there's just this beautiful garden of color. Sea of color. And, sure. and I think it's just really poignant because there's still so much color left in the folks that have have Alzheimer's and um, and if you if you're paying attention and look close enough it's there it's there so yeah it's pretty cool so the walk is the 17th mm-hmm. now um, how if somebody wants to participate um, how, how do they go about it what's the best or easiest way to get involved so they can go right to the um, they can uh, you know easily google the Vermont uh, Alzheimer's walk in Shelburne um, they can go to www.alzheimer's dot org backslash vermont um we also have our arbors team um, which is uh actually benchmark the arbors uh benchmark is uh the, the company that that we're affiliated with um and so we have a, a fairly large team that that goes every year and and does the walk and helps out at the promise garden who is the is there a master of ceremonies this year there is. And, you know, I actually don't remember who it is, <laughs> which is really bad. Um, yeah, that's a... Kathy's that's like, a, you would ask me that. I know. I would. I figured he would. And, yeah, well, I, the, I didn't get to that The one. website's pretty easy to find. It is. I, I it's super it right easy. Up. Yep. And it's super the Champlain easy. Valley Walk. Yes. Uh, and it, it doesn't say who the MC is, but it does say, you know, we do allow strollers, uh, but, you know discourage uh, skateboards and bikes you know yes. for everybody's safety. yes but everything's lined up there and it also talks about the flower uh the promise garden and what each color represents yes. and i i think that's a that what a great way to you get a group together and then when they're out walking they come back and there's this big sea of color it's very neat and i know this year um there's a little bit of talk about maybe changing up the way they do it this year mm-hmm. and uh you know since we're pretty close we'll find out when we get there um, they they're thinking about changing up how we do this and gotcha. I know the location within the Shelburne Museum may be relocated as well just because it's usually by the horseshoe barn 
but because of all the rain we've had this year, uh, everything's just so wet. Yeah. And I'm hoping that maybe this really dry week we have can help because uh, it's really cool being in that horseshoe barn. Yeah. It's, it's kinda... So it's at the Shelburne Museum. Yes. And the path is, and uh, you know, you mentioned that, and uh, hopefully some of this uh, weather will help dry stuff out. I don't know. Uh, but driving, uh, driving around this weekend, I noticed that I think every farmer was taking advantage of the fact and trying to cut hay that they haven't been able to get on the fields. Uh, so maybe it'll work yes. itself. We've got yes. another uh, 12 days before the walk. So. Yes. And Kathy, where do people park? They park right at the Shelburne Museum. Um, okay. There's the big parking lot. There'll be people directing uh, everyone. Then there's the registration booth, and uh, you go right on in. Um, and are dogs allowed or not? You know, I don't think so. Um, I think it just makes it too unsafe. With yeah. my dog. <laughs> yes. Anything I wasn't going to say that, so I'm glad you did. <laughs> you heard those stories. <laughs> there's no open water, yes. but still. <laughs> I know. And, and if oh, you my- do the walk... You, if you register for the walk, you do get to go through um, the um, Shubber Museum afterwards for the day for yeah. free. Oh, and, and th- wow, that's that's gracious of the museum too. Yes, yeah. absolutely, they're great to work with. Kathy, do you have? Is there a story in your life that makes your work particularly um, meaningful, or would you rather not talk about that? I'm going to pass on that for the okay. moment. All right, <laughs> it's all good. No worries. That's a- and by the way, I'll just, uh, by the, speaking of dogs, I picked my wife up after work yesterday and I had the dog with me and she jumped out of the vehicle and Kim was standing over the door and Kim had her hands out like, and she ran right by Kim to see Linda. <laughs> oh, poor Kim. <laughs> poor Kim. Poor Kim. Okay. Was, Kim oh. was standing there like, just <laughs> ran right by me. Right I just to, worked all day and you just. Yeah, yeah. but the dog's right like, by her. Hi, Mom. I see you. I see you, I all see you time. every day. Right. right. I right. see you all right. the time. That's, yeah. the, that's what it yeah. is. And Linda might have had a treat in her pocket. I yeah, can't yeah, say yeah. for sure. Well, I want to. We are basically just about out of time, but I want to thank both of you for the incredible work you do in helping people with during this incredibly difficult and tough time for not only the person with Alzheimer's, as we talked about, but so importantly, the families, what they have to the go families. through and. and I know you guys do such a great job in in making that transition and those decisions, helping them with that tough decision and making it a little bit easier for them. That's that's definitely what we try to do every day and just, you know, hold hands as much as we can. <laughs> and so uh, just one last time, the details of the walk is one more time. Sunday, September 17th, 9 a.m. is registration and the walk begins at 11. All right. Shelburne Museum. There we go. Thanks for being on the morning drive, You're Kathy welcome. and Samantha, Thank and you hopefully um, you do some good therapy this morning when you. Go I to will. It. I'm planning on it. It's on my calendar already. <laughs> Thank you guys. In this case, Thank not therapy with families, but therapy with my family. <laughs> there we go. Thanks for coming in. Thanks, today. guys. Thank All you. right. Well, we're going to check in with Amanda. Uh, we got ABC News, and then we'll be back with Eric from Global Garage right after this. Just to try and recover